Hi everyone, and welcome along to the Ergonomically Speaking podcast. The podcast today aims to help you reduce or even eliminate work-related discomfort. I'm your host, Neve Pentony of Boyne Ergonomics. Thank you so much for joining me. And this week we're on episode four. So what I'm going to cover this week, following on from the last episode about posture, I'm going to be covering what I think are the essential pieces of equipment that you need to have at your DSE workstation to allow you to get into the good neutral supported postures that we talked about in the last episode. So the first thing I'm going to cover and your most basic requirement really of a workstation is your surface. So be it an office desk, a breakfast bar, a kitchen table, whatever the surface is that you work on, there is four very basic criteria that it should meet. And in this, I'm thinking specifically about for those of you working from home or those of you that have employees who are working from home because in the office environment, the desks that you have there all have to meet a certain requirement. So I've no issue with those desks. Very rarely would you have an issue with a desk in an office. But when we come to home working, there's all sizes, all manners, all descriptions of surfaces being used for computer desks. But there are some very basic criteria that it should meet. So firstly, at a very basic level, the desk or the surface should be stable. And what I mean by that is you should be able to safely put your equipment on it and put a little bit of weight on it when you're typing without fear that it's going to collapse and fall or without movement, wobbling and shaking when you're typing because all that is going to cause tension. It's going to cause poor posture. So at the very base level, your surface should be stable for you to use and safe for you to use. The next requirement it should have is that it should be deep enough so that when you put your screen on it, you are able to position it at arm's length away from you. And that has definitely been an issue for sure, excuse me, over the last two years where people were adapting desks or turning desks or turning cabinets that they already had into work surfaces. And while they may have been deep enough for whatever they were used for before, all of a sudden when you put your laptop on it, it's no longer deep enough because for some people they could just barely fit the laptop on it and nothing else. Your screen should be arm's length in front of you. So when you put your hand out in front of you, the screen is at the end of your fingers. So therefore, your work surface should be deep enough to accommodate that. So a work surface that is too shallow means you're not going to have enough room for your equipment. Your screen is going to be too close to your eyes, so you increase your risk of eye strain. The next requirement it should have, kind of following on from this depth, is the surface area should be big enough to accommodate whatever it is that you use frequently. So whether it's one screen, whether it's three screens, whether you have one keyboard, whether you have multiple keyboards, whether you have scanners, whatever it needs to be, if there is a piece of equipment that you use a lot during your workday, you should be able to fit it on your desk safely. Everything with an easy reach. So again, sounds quite simple, but it's definitely something that has been a problem for a lot of people over the last two years where I've seen people have one screen on one desk and another screen on another desk parked beside it or a little kind of chest of drawers and everything's at a different height and everything's at a different position and, you know, may work for a couple of weeks. But once you go into the long term, it's going to cause a problem. 
So everything you use should be on the surface. The next piece or next requirement, excuse me, that it should have is that you should be able to get your legs under your table. So this will play a little bit with depth too. So you should be able to sit with your legs underneath your table without your knees coming in contact with anything like, for example, a wall, if you're quite tall and the desk is quite shallow. And also the tops of your thighs should not be in contact with the desk. Now, this is not usually a problem with an office desk or an office style desk because they come in a standard thickness of about four centimeters or five centimeters thick. However, where this has become a big problem over the last two years is for people working off kitchen tables. So you know yourself, some kitchen tables are designed with, you know, this top of your table again, four, five centimeters thick, even three centimeters thick. But then you have this big 10 centimeters thick support beam that runs around your table. So when you actually try to sit at the right height, like we discussed last week with the elbow level with the table, your thighs are coming in contact with that support beam underneath your table. So your work surface should be, I suppose, for want of a better phrase, it should be thin enough. It should be between three to five centimeters thick so that you can get your legs underneath without any contact stress on your thighs. And that's the very basic criteria. It doesn't have to be height adjustable. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to fit into the decor of your home. You know, ideally it would, but it doesn't have to. What you need your work surface to be is safe and functional. Of course, space is an issue for people working from home. I'm no different, but you can get desks in different dimensions that will still accommodate the equipment you use, but it just won't be the big desks you have in the office, which are usually, you know, 160 to 180 centimetres wide and 80 centimetres deep. And in reality, unless you have a dedicated home office, if you were to put a standard office desk in your home, it takes up a lot of space. You can get desks in smaller dimensions that are still big enough to accommodate your equipment. They're still sturdy. You can still get your legs in underneath. So really, you're looking for a very basic desk, plank of wood, four legs, nice and solid and big enough to fit your space and also your equipment. And that's your surface. That's where you're going to put your equipment. That's where you're going to base yourself. Again, if it's the kitchen table, so be it. As long as you can get to the right height for it without any support beams or any barriers coming in contact with your knees or with your thighs. The next piece of equipment I'm going to move on to, which is a controversial one, I suppose, is your chair. And the reason I say it's controversial is we all know what kind of chair you should have if you're working off a computer. Now, legally, especially um, here in Ireland, there are some very basic criteria that a DSE, an office chair, should meet. It should be height adjustable. It should have a height adjustable backrest and it should have a tilt adjustable backrest. And that's the very basic legal requirements of a DSE chair. However, when and that's fine, you know, most offices have those. But when you move into the home environment, not everybody has an office chair. Not everyone has been provided with an office chair or has gone and got one. And not everybody wants one, which is something I found as well over the last kind of two years, is not everybody wants an office chair. Some people are really restricted with space available. And office chairs can take up a lot of space. So what I will say about your DSE chair when you're working from home, yes, ideally, it should be an office chair. It should be height adjustable. You should be able to adjust the height either of the backrest or of the lumbar support so you can make sure your lower back is supported. 
you should be able to adjust the tilt to allow you to sit in your, I suppose, natural typing position with your back supported. And again, ideally, in the ideal world, we should have adjustable armrests. And for me, when I say that, I mean they should be adjustable in height and depth so they don't get in the way of the workstation. That is what we should have. However, not everybody does have that. So what I'll say about the chair at your workstation is it should be high enough that you can sit at the right height for whatever surface you're using. So again, like before, hands on the table, let the shoulder relax, is the elbow in line with the table. If you have an office chair, adapt, or sorry, excuse me, adjust the height of it. So bring your chair higher or lower, whatever it needs to, to get that position. If you don't have an office chair, adapt what you have. So get a cushion and put it on the seat, if that's what we need to do, to bring you a little bit higher. Put a cushion on the backrest to make sure your lower back is supported. Adapt it to fit your surface. And as I said, I will emphasize this because I do think it's important. If you can accommodate an office chair in your home when you're working from home, I do believe that you should. I know they take up a lot of space, especially if you're in a co-living situation or an open plan situation with children. I know it can be hard, but the physical benefits of being able to adjust that chair for how you feel and for the work surface, I think, are worth it. But if you don't have an office chair or if you have, you know, like your dining chair or some of the swivel type chairs that I see that are not really office chairs, they're more for kind of reading and relaxing, adapt them. Put cushions behind you to support your back. Put a cushion on the seat to make you sit a little bit higher if you need to. But those two basic pieces of equipment that we started with, your desk and your chair, they're the bones of your workstation. Everybody needs that in some form or another to be able to have a workstation. So whether you're at the dining table, whether you're at an office in a corner of your room, whether you're in a dedicated home office, that's the bones of your office, your desk and your chair. The next thing you need then that we need to look at is your screen. Where is it? So like I said before in the last episode, ideally when you're working on a screen, you should be sitting upright, head balanced on top of your spine, looking straight ahead, and you should be looking at your screen. If you're working off a laptop and the laptop is sitting flat on the table, it's impossible because if you sit upright and look straight ahead, you're looking way over the top of that laptop. You're not looking at any screen. You're looking over your screen. So my next essential piece of kit for those of you working from home or even those of you who use a laptop on the desk in the office, if you're looking at it, it should be elevated. On a laptop stand, ideally, because they're designed to hold the laptop, they allow airflow to the fan underneath the laptop, which can help to stop it overheating. And a lot of them are height adjustable, so you can change the position based on whoever's using it or whatever size of screen you're using. So I would on a very basic level, recommend a laptop stand. If you're happy to just work off one screen and it's your laptop, brilliant, raise it up. So you're sitting upright, head balanced on top of your shoulders, on your neck, looking straight ahead. That's where your screen is. Use a laptop stand. However, what I will say is if you can accommodate a monitor. So as I said before, not everybody has space. And if you're working off the kitchen table off a laptop, put a riser underneath it. Bring it up to the right position. However, if you have a dedicated desk or a home office or a dedicated space and you can accommodate a monitor, I do recommend doing that. 
for two reasons. One, it's bigger. So you're, you know, if you're looking at a 16-inch laptop, what I find is if you put it at arm's length away from you, even if you've got good eyesight, if you're reading some of the text on it, you're going to sometimes lean forward to try and get a bit closer to it. You replace that with a 23-inch office screen. One, it's easier to read because it's it's a little bit bigger. But secondly, it's easier to position it in the right position for your height when you're sitting down. So again, with some laptops, depending on the size of them, depending on the stand that you're using, you may not be able to get it exactly high enough for you. It may, it may still be what I see a lot of times, a fraction too low. If you have an external monitor, it is much easier to get that into the right position for you because the dimensions of it are bigger. So you've got easier to read and easier to position for you. And that way, then you can put the laptop on a stand beside it and use that as a secondary screen to hold your emails or your message apps or whatever it needs to be. And then use the big screen to do most of your work. However, if you're tight for space or if you work just fine off one screen at home, that's grand. Put the laptop on a stand, elevate the height of it to help keep you upright. So that's the desk, the chair, and then a laptop stand and or a monitor if you can accommodate it. The last two pieces of kit that I think are essential for any DSE workstation is your keyboard and your mouse. So obviously, if we're if I'm telling you to raise up your laptop on a stand and position it at about arm's length away from you, if you then go to try and type on that laptop keyboard or use that laptop trackpad, you're going to have adverse postures of your arms, your shoulders, and even your back as you lean forward. So to be able to accommodate this now elevated laptop, well, then, of course, we need an external keyboard and a mouse. So it doesn't have to be any particular fancy kind of keyboard and mouse. We will get into more specific keyboards and mice in future episodes that will deal with particular issues that people might have. But just on your base level, it just needs to be a keyboard and a mouse. If you're tight for space, I would recommend a compact keyboard. So that's a keyboard that doesn't have the number pad on the right hand side. It just saves a little bit of space and it allows you to keep that mouse closer to you as well if you're right handed because you're not reaching kind of past that number pad to get your hand on the mouse. Um, Plus, it's portable and compact, so you can throw, if you have a small compact keyboard, you can just pop it in the laptop bag with you and the mouse and take it with you if you're going to work somewhere else for the day. So that kind of just helps to encourage good postures when you're working remotely as well as when you're working from home. So it's a bit of a space saver and it's also more portable. But if you just have a standard keyboard, that's absolutely fine because it will allow you to, as we said, have the laptop in the good position, so have it elevated, have it arm's length away from you. But then when you're typing, you can sit back in your chair, take some of the load off your back, pull your keyboard nice and close, have your arms by your side, shoulders relaxed when you're typing. The same with the mouse. You're not using the trackpad, so pull the mouse nice and close. And it just allows you to stay in this, again, neutral, supported posture when we're working. So those are my absolute essentials for any DSE workstation. So your surface doesn't have to be a conventional office desk, but just something that is safe and sturdy, has adequate room for all your equipment, has adequate depth so you can put your screen arms length away from you and has leg and thigh clearance space underneath so you can actually sit facing forward with your legs facing forward and nothing in contact with them. Next is your chair, as we said, ideally a height adjustable office chair, 
But if we don't have that, a chair that allows you to sit at the right height for the desk and then have some support behind your back. Next piece of equipment is your laptop stand. So if you're working off the laptop, you can elevate it. And then, of course, on a side note, if you can accommodate the monitor, great. Not essential as such, but definitely better for you if you can accommodate it. If not, a laptop stand just to bring that laptop up to a better position. And then your keyboard and your mouse to allow you input your data, keeping your back in contact with the chair. Keep your keyboard nice and close. Keep your mouse nice and close and your screen at arm's length away. That will help to keep you upright. It will help to keep your head balanced properly on top of your spine. It will help to keep your shoulders relaxed and you will just feel better. Anyone who has worked on the laptop flat on the table for the first part of the homeworking and then got kitted out with these extra bits of equipment, they've noticed a difference instantly because you have straight away taken away a level of strain on your body that is present if you are sitting working bent over a laptop and a tablet too. The tablet stand applies. If I say laptop stand, if your primary work computer is a tablet, again, elevate it, get your keyboard, get your mouse. It applies regardless whether it's laptop or whether it's tablet. So I hope you got some useful information from this episode. Um, and I hope that maybe you were able to take the time to have a look at your chair, have a look at your desk. Is the relationship right? Have a look at your screen. Is it the right height? Do you have the right stand for your laptop? Do you have a keyboard? Do you have a mess? I hope you found this useful. In the next episode, what I'm actually going to cover is those are, I suppose, the five absolute essentials. The next episode is going to look at the piece of equipment that I have found over the last two years have been really useful for people. So not necessarily essentials, definitely not pre-COVID days, but now they come in very, very handy for people, especially people working remotely. So that's what we're going to do in the next episode. I hope you can all join me for that. As I've said before, if anyone wants to get in touch with topics that they would like me to cover in the future, my email address is info at boyneergonomics.ie. My Instagram is boyne underscore ergonomics. And you can get in touch with me in either of those two platforms and let me know of any topics that you'd like me to cover and I'll add them to my list. Um, And otherwise, I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye.